The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. All righty, Bills Mafia. Welcome to the very first episode of the Bills Beat Podcast on the Stadium Rant Network. If you haven't heard of Stadium Rant, you will. I promise you that. We are growing a network of sports sites, and we are starting up with our own uh, podcast network. Uh, this is one of many, and of course, this is one that surrounds the Buffalo Bills, uh, and I am part of the Bills Mafia members, and I have been since 1988. Uh, the very first game I ever watched uh, on TV, I was 12 years old, start to finish, Bills versus Jets. Uh, good old Jim Kelly lit up the Jets on that day. Uh, I've been a Bills fan ever since then, so I have not looked back. Despite the four Super Bowls, despite the uh, Music City Miracle, despite the 13 seconds, despite the, the, the playoff drought, all of it, I've stayed true to my team and I will continue to do so. So this is pretty exciting. I get the opportunity to come out on here on this podcast and just talk about the Bills. Uh, what a life, I tell you. So um, before we kind of get too much into you know the uh, upcoming game this weekend or even talk about last uh, weekend's preseason game, I kind of want to touch on our rookie class. Uh, I'm sure most of you know Kyrie Elam, James Cook, Terrell Bernard, those were our first three picks, uh, followed by Khalil Shakir in the fifth. We got a Matt Ariza, Christian Bernard, and Luke Tenuta all in the sixth round, and then Balin Specter in the seventh. Uh, I tell you what, just from what I've been hearing at training camp and the excitement surrounding these guys, they have been showing out big time. Like this could be the best class uh, Brandon Bean has ever drafted. And um, I tell you what, we have not had anybody like Brandon Bean since Phil Pullian. Uh, am I right? I'm. That's just, it's been crazy. He has hit on draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. And I know some people out there are not necessarily Tremaine Edmonds fans. I am not one of those. I love the guy. I think he's great. Uh, and I think we're going to sh- see him uh, really step it up this year, even more so uh, with, uh, you know, guys like Von Miller kind of helping him along, coaching him. We're going to have guys like Shaq Lawson, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver. Those guys in the front are going to help kind of keep Tremaine Edmonds clean. I could go on all day about Edmonds. Uh, so I'm going to go kind of – let's back up again to the rookies. Last Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts, against the Indianapolis Colts number ones at that, they shut them down. I, I legit think we have enough depth on this team that our backups are probably better than half of the NFL starters – in this league, I think they could beat half of the league, especially those from the NFC, because we know the NFC is not a very strong conference this year outside of maybe Tampa Bay. Uh, of course, you got the Rams and um, maybe Green Bay. Uh, they've got some, you know, some question marks of their own, too, with the wide receivers. But uh, again, this is about the Bills. So last weekend, we saw a little bit of James Cook, not a whole lot. Uh, he only had like uh, five yards, I think three carries. He did have a reception for five more yards. Nothing really huge out of him uh, on this game. He didn't really play a lot either. I think that was obviously by design. I think he's going to be part of the long-term plans here going into the season, and I think they want to kind of uh, not throw him to the wolves just yet and, and save him. Kyrie Elam, though, Terrell Bernard, Khalil Shakir, these guys got a lot of playing time, and they played very, very well. I, I tell you what. Oh, and Christian Bernard, the corner, the sixth-round guy. 
Bernard's the one I'm really excited about. Like we expect these other guys to do well, right? Uh, first, second, third rounders, we expect that. Uh, there's been a lot of hype around Khalil Shakir. Me, I live in the Boise area. I've seen a lot of uh, Shakir. I've pretty much watched every single one of his games throughout his collegiate career. Uh, I have no doubt he's going to be a great one uh, going forward. How much he, how many, how much of an opportunity I guess he gets uh, this season? I don't know. He is a rookie. There's some fantastic players in, in front of him. Uh, I do kind of see him maybe a little bit in that uh, Gabe Davis role from the, the last two years. You know, that's kind of what I'm seeing out of that. But Christian Bernard, uh, this guy, he, I mean, he really came out of nowhere. And I've just kind of been, you know, listening to some other podcasts, reading up and, some, you know, some of the the uh, writings out there and from uh, the from training camp. And his name started to pop up. And, of course, Kyrie Elam as well. And I mentioned Kyrie Elam, uh, and here's the reason. Some of the things that I've heard from people say that both of these guys have, quote-unquote, frustrated uh, Stefan Diggs. Now, Diggs will probably never admit that, and that's okay. But in that game on Saturday against the Colts, I was extremely impressed with both of them. Uh, I think long-term, we are in really, really good hands. We know we got Dane Jackson. We know White's going to be back. Um, after seeing these two guys and I, I can't wait to see some more of them though, uh, because you know, it is kind of, it's training camp is done. We still got two more weekends of, um, preseason football. So let's kind of, you know, see what they do going forward. But with the injury to Tredavious White, I, I, I hope then I'm pretty sure they will kind of take their time with him and bringing him back. And I think Elam and Bernard, afford that opportunity to do so. I know the first part of the Bills' schedule is rough. There's a gauntlet of, of playoff teams there, and that's fine. I think we have so much talent everywhere else. They're going to be okay uh, with Elam and Bernard and Jackson uh, and Taron Johnson, of course, all of those guys in there. The pass rush that we're going to be bringing this year with Von Miller, Ed Oliver, uh, Daquan Jones, uh, and, and, um, and Groot. We know he's going to come, and I'm expecting big things from him in season two uh, as well. So I I feel really good about our secondary, more so than I have felt in a really long time, even with uh, when we had White. Because, you know, every, a lot of Bill's Mafia uh, was kind of um, not really supportive of Levi Wallace. Some were, some were not. I always was, because I always felt like, you know, they bring in these guys and he continues to beat them out. So he's obviously good. Uh, he was part of a number one defense last year, so he's obviously good. I make the same argument for Tremaine Edmonds. You don't just you're just not just one eleventh of a defense, a number one defense, and you're not very good because if you're not very good, offenses are going to exploit that, and um, that that just didn't happen. Uh, so this rookie class, fantastic, uh, Matt Ariza. I tell you what, the punt god. <laughs> this is pretty exciting to see. Eighty-two yard punt. Are you kidding me? That was pretty cool. Um, I do think he probably wins that punting battle. Uh, even if Hawk performs well, I, I think the, the age difference, uh, the ceiling of Ariza as well, I think the job goes to him. So I don't really think there's much of a competition there, honestly. Uh, but we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, another guy I really want to talk about, Balen Spector. Here's our last pick, seventh round. That kid was all over the field against the Colts. I 
you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from him going forward. Uh, I'm excited to see what more he can do and what he brings to this uh, the, the defense. Um, I tell you what, the depth is, is incredible. So all of these guys have been just showing out in practice. They showed out on Saturday. The one guy I haven't really heard too much about is Luke uh, Tenuta. Uh, the offensive lineman, you know, we didn't hear his name really called too much in the preseason game, which for an offensive lineman, that's probably a good thing. Uh, as far as that game, though, I do also want to call out Isaiah Hodgins, nine receptions, 77 yards. He was outstanding, and he was a pivotal pivotal um, part of that that comeback on Saturday as well, making that great catch down the silence, that diving uh, grab. Uh, again, nine catches for 77 yards is pretty impressive. I do hope that he can continues to come along. Um, and bringing up his name, I kind of want to get into uh, the wide receiver depth a little bit. So here's what we've got right now, in no particular order, but Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder, Khalil Shakir, Isaiah Hodgins, Jake Kumaro, Marquez Stevenson, uh, who is injured, uh, Tanner Gentry, Tavon Austin, and then Neil Pau, I hope I'm saying that right. I have no idea. Do the Bills keep six receivers or do they keep seven? I think if they keep seven of these guys, uh, I think it's pretty easy to, to decide who those are going to be. If they only go six, though, I do think, my personal opinion, Jake Kumaro is in trouble. I know he's a good special teamer. But going back to this rookie class, I think you've got some guys that can fill that role just fine. So I don't know that he's really needed. Uh, I have seen some of Bill's Mafia and the Twitter world saying that, uh, oh, it's if, if anybody gets cut off of this, it's going to be Hodgins because he doesn't bring anything to special teams. You don't cut the ceiling that Hodgins brings to the table. You just don't. Uh, and for me, if I if it's my choice, I'm going to cut the special teamer over the potential that Isaiah Hodgins brings. So that's just, again, my two cents. Uh, Tavon Austin, I haven't really heard anything. Um, I don't know. I don't know that he makes his team. I really don't because there's none of these other receivers. Uh, they can't do what he does. I think Khalil Shakir is a good comparison, honestly, but I think Shakir is a better receiver. Tavon, Tavon Austin, he's kind of that gadget guy. Maybe uh, maybe you could have seen him in that um, Isaiah McKenzie role over the past uh, couple of seasons. But again, we've got guys that can fill that role, like James Cook can fill that role. Uh, Khalil Shakir can fill that role, possibly Jamison Crowder. So I'm not too concerned uh, with all of that, again, the depth is is crazy. But my seven guys, I think they go seven. But I think it's Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, Crowder, Shakir, uh, and Hodgins. And maybe Stevenson makes a practice squad again. That's very much likely. Uh, probably Pau, maybe Gentry. I'm not sure if he's you know practice squad eligible or not. My guess is he probably is. So I think that's kind of how that falls out in that respect. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about. So over at billsbeat.com, uh, we, we put out content, whether it's this podcast or if it's in, in writing, you know, and, and some articles, uh, a couple of our writers over there, Abe and, and Casey, after last weekend's game, they both wrote up a piece on the backup quarterback situation. Uh, so if you want to check those out, go over to billsbeat.com and, and you can see those. But, um, it's really interesting. They both had a different perspective that they brought to the table. Both of them had a different opinion on who should be the, the backup quarterback. So for me, again, I I don't think we can go wrong with either one of them, you know, personally. 
But what Casey Keenan brings is a wealth of starter experience. What he did last Saturday was very underwhelming, though. Uh, and I know, you know, a lot of people are going to look at it and say, well, he was going up against the Colts number ones and he was playing largely with the Bills twos and threes. But two interceptions, uh, one of those was, was, in my opinion, pretty high. I don't recall the other one. I don't believe it was a very good throw either. Uh, his third turnover was a fumble. Um, it doesn't matter who's on the field. If you fumble the ball, you fumble the ball. Uh, it doesn't affect, you know, if you've got the third string on there, it's not going to affect how you fumble. So don't use that as an argument for me. Um, I was not impressed, but I have seen him play in the past. He, again, brings a lot of starter experience, so I think we're fine. I am going to be interested to see, you know, kind of how he does going forward and uh, how he performs. And uh, the other one, of course, we all know, um, Matt Barkley, he's like you know a Buffalo guy through and through. It seems he's one, he's a fan favorite. Um, one of the those images of him that sticks in my mind is him waving the the, the coat in the air, getting excited. You know he he excites the players. He's he's a players kind of guy, a coach. You know, yeah, very coachable guy as well. Um, he looked pretty good though on, on Saturday, aside from the one interception. But um, you know, again, all in all, I think he he played really well. Uh, he could be the backup as well. My my question though is: Do the Bills? I think they only carry two. Obviously, does the other one go to the practice squad? Probably so, uh, given the fact that they only have these three. Which I'm a little surprised that they only brought in three. Um, I figured they probably would have had, you know, uh, as they call it, a camp arm uh, to bring out there. But um, I don't know. Um, Hit me up on Twitter. I, I want to hear everybody else's opinions, though. Uh, again, and, and you can find me on Twitter, by the way, at Ronnie Eastham. Uh, go over there. Hit me up if you want to ask a question, you want to give your two cents on anything that I've talked about here today. By all means, do it. I, I want to interact with you guys, and I want to hear what everybody else is thinking, especially with Bill's Mafia. Even if you're not part of Bill's Mafia, you're just an NFL fan, I want to hear from you. Hit me a follow, and I'll definitely follow you back. Um, this weekend... We have the Denver Broncos um, coming to town. This game is again in Highmark. It's a Saturday, 1 o'clock Eastern game. Uh, from what I understand, most of the starters will play, not all of them. So, again, I am uh, looking forward to that to that game and, and the preseason as well. And that kind of brings me to this other uh, conversation, this other topic too, uh, around preseason. You know, some people um, – would rather not have the preseason. I think as a as a coach, you want those because that's the one opportunity you really get to see your players, your 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 rookies, uh, your free agents, your young players are just coming in, um, and really see what they can bring to the table in an actual game situation. Uh, but then we have moments like we saw last weekend with um, uh, the kid from the Jets. <laughs> the name escapes me, but it doesn't matter. So the quarterback, uh, that was a scary moment for him. And I, I don't wish injury on anybody, and I hate when I see stuff like that. But the preseason, I feel like, is necessary. It's a necessary evil. As there risks? Absolutely. But these guys haven't played since some cases January, and Buffalo's cases since January. So they need to get out there. Uh, I feel like they need to knock off a little bit of that rust and, and get on the field. Um, and I do hope that maybe 
Allen gets out there for a little bit uh, just to kind of throw some passes around and then get him out of the way. <laughs> Let's get him off the field before anything bad happens. But I do think that they need to get these guys out there uh, and play a little bit. Uh, one of the, some of the things that I've, I've heard and, and conversations is uh, the league going to two preseason games in the future and extending the regular season to 18. Um, either way, it's still 20 games. So I don't know that, you know, I, I don't really see how that's going to change anything. And quite honestly, if anything, it's going to make it worse because at least in the preseason games, doesn't matter if you win or lose. So, you know, you get your guys out there, you get your young guys out there, you see what they can do. And an 18 game season, players have a hard enough time getting through a 16 game season, let alone a 17 game season. You trace, increase that to 18. I, I think you're just increasing the likelihood or the possibility of the stars getting hurt right at the end or or a long-term injury and it ends up costing a really good team uh, a spot in the playoffs or you know maybe they get into the playoffs and then they they can't pull it out because they're they're rolling with um, their backup quarterback uh, I, I I do have to wonder though with the bills they're Super Bowl favorites right so when we look at that you take Allen out of the equation um, the probably not Super Bowl favorites anymore, right? But do you think they can win? Do you think with Keenum or Barkley, with the current roster that this team has, do you think we'd be capable of winning uh, winning at all? That's, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. But the quarterback is such an important position, you know? Speaking of the quarterback, I... I'm not one of those that believes that wins is a quarterback stat. I know a lot of people are going to like jump on me and probably be like, oh, it is. You know, how can you say it's not? But you know what? Football is the epitome of a team sport. There's 11 guys on that field at one time. You have essentially counting your kicker and punter, 20, 24 starters. Uh, to my knowledge, there's no sport in the world that has that many. Uh, starting players on the field. So can a quarterback lose you a game? Yeah, they can. Uh, can a quarterback get your team to uh, – can they lead you to a victory? I think and I think when you have somebody like a Josh Allen who has that it factor, that clutch gene, if you will, yeah, you can make an argument uh, that the team only won because Josh Allen did this or Aaron Rodgers did this or one of my personal favorites, Joe Montana, did this. But – you look at, let's go back to that 13-second game. Are you telling me that Josh Allen deserved to lose that game? I don't think there's a single person on this planet that says that can say that. So if you can't put the loss on him, if you can't blame him for the loss, how can you say the wins are quarterback stat? Yeah, Allen can go out there and sling it, and he can drive the ball down the field. Uh, somebody's got to catch the ball, right? Somebody's got to kick the extra point, right, or the field goal to, to tie it or send it in overtime Whatever or, or win it, whatever the case may be. Um, on the defensive side, again, somebody's got to make a tackle. If these guys don't make the tackle, then your quarterback can't get an opportunity. Case in point, Bills Chiefs last year in the divisional round. Defense couldn't get a tackle. Defense couldn't make a play to give Allen the ball back uh, in that overtime period. So it's the absolute ultimate team sport, and I just don't see how you can look at wins as a quarterback stat. Uh, even though I, <laughs> I I think it's great that being, again, 
living in the Boise area, I, I watched all of Kellen Moore play with the Boise State Broncos. Um, he's got 50 wins, career wins, and it is a stat as far as like you go into the record books and it's going to say most collegiate wins, uh, Kellen Moore. So from that perspective, I get it. But again, looking at that even, you go back, do, does Boise State play in uh, in the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, whatever the case may be? Uh, no. So would he have won 50 games if he was playing in those? Probably not. So again, wins is not a QB stat. So so I'm not, I, I won't go there. So don't come at me with the Jimmy Garoppolo as a, as a winner uh, talk or any of that stuff either. Um, straight up, it, it's just not a, it's not a stat. So it's kind of what, you know, where we are today, uh, as far as like, you know, with, with a lot of that, those things, uh, going forward for this show, I, I do kind of hope to bring on some, some guests from time to time. Uh, cause I don't want to just sit here and talk to myself, uh, for an, a half an hour to 45 minutes. Um, even though I absolutely love talking about the bills, uh, it's not something I want to do. Just you know, talking to my computer or talking into this mic, all by myself. So, if there's any Bills Mafia people out there, and you've got some podcast experience or uh, or some content creation experience, uh, and you want to come on the show, hey, hit me up. Um, I'm be happy to to set something up with you, bring you on, and we can talk about the Bills. Um, I've been on a few podcasts here uh, previously as well, uh, talking about the Bills. So. If there's somebody out there that's looking for a guest on your show as well, again, hit me up. Uh, if you're, regardless of the team, Stadium Rant has some, uh, you know, other podcasters. We have a lot of a lot of writers and content creators, so we want to, you know, hear from people. We want to make those connections and and help everybody grow here. So, you know, if you uh, looking again looking for a guest, reach out to Stadium Rant, and we'd be happy to do that and, and get something set up. Um, I, again, going back to the Bills, um, I do want to kind of talk a little bit about this upcoming season. And you look at the the Vegas uh, bookies, right? It's got Buffalo's is favored in all 17 games. Uh, oh, by the way, they're also favored to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so does that mean that uh, Buffalo Bills are going undefeated 20-0 this year? Um, see you later, Miami Dolphins. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I, that's not going to happen. You know, they're going to slip up against someone. Maybe it's the season opener against the Rams. It's going to be a tough matchup for sure. Uh, the gauntlet of the schedule that they have to start the year is going to definitely make it tough. Um, you know, uh, I don't have the schedule up necessarily right up here in front of me, uh, but uh, our next episode next week, I'm kind of going to a little bit more of uh, the season outlook and kind of what I think. Uh, I don't really want to go necessarily a week by week analysis of these because again, they're favored in every game for a reason. So if you ask me to pick the winner, I'm going to say Buffalo. Um, but we all know that they're going uh, probably will slip up in uh, in a few of those games. Um, if I had to to call out right now, and you know uh, their win loss record, I would say 13 or 14 wins. Uh, that's that's one I'm I'm kind of predicting. Uh, I don't see the AFC East as much of a threat, and I'll kind of get into that. But I just want to sit here and pause for a moment while you think about that. What I just said, the AFC East is not going to be much of a threat to the Bills. Okay, 
that's your pause. <laughs> you know, I look at the Patriots, um, and I hear people say it's like, oh, you can't count the Patriots because it's the Patriots. I don't think that's true anymore. When you look at the Patriots, they were who they were because of Tom Brady. I'm sorry, Bill Belichick fans, but that's just the bottom line. From what we've seen over the last few years since Tom Brady left, I get it. They made the playoffs last year, and it was ugly. Look what happened to them in that first game against Buffalo. They got absolutely whipped. I mean, it, they look like they didn't belong um, they didn't belong there. Uh, so Mac Jones, I feel like he's kind of already hit a ceiling. I don't know. Probably not. That's unfair of me, right? He was a rookie last year. He did play well, especially as a rookie. Um, I would even say he was probably the best rookie of all, as far as the quarterback go last year. But he just doesn't really seem to bring much more to the table than what we saw last year. He's not this crazy athletic uh, kid. He doesn't have this big, strong, booming arm. Um, the, the the talk about how about him coming out of the draft was was his smarts and his accuracy. Okay, you can play in this league with those things, but I don't know necessarily that he is uh, that 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 makes him a one of the elite or even middle tier. Well, I can put him in the middle tier, I suppose. But that top twelve or so, I just don't see it. I can name six, seven quarterbacks in the AFC alone um, that I would put ahead of him. And somebody kind of threw at me the other day, oh, he made the Pro Bowl last year. He made the Pro Bowl last year, one, because Josh Allen said, no, thank you. Um, you had Mahomes who said, you know, uh, in the, I'm sorry, uh, Burrow. Burrow is in the Super Bowl, so he didn't play. Uh, the only reason why he got in there is because of these other quarterbacks that simply did not play. So, again, and besides that, to me, the Pro Bowl is it's kind of a joke. Uh, it's meaningless. One-third of the vote is from the fans, which to me ruins the vote. Uh, I'm a fan, and I'm saying that because, I mean, even with me, yeah, I do a Pro Bowl vote only because, it, you know, it's fun to do, and, you, and we can, so why not? I go through there, especially like the offensive linemen. Um, I get through there, and I'm like, I don't even recognize half of these names, so I'm going to vote for the names that I do know. Uh, a lot of them are going to be from Buffalo. Um, quarterbacks, that was not too difficult, but there's always going to be fans who are going to only vote for their team uh, or their players from their team exclusively, uh, largely because that's all they know. They're a fan of their team, and that's it. Uh, with somebody like myself, I'm a fan of the game, so I do watch a lot of football. Uh, I get up Sunday morning. That's what I do. I sit down. I watch football, whether it's the Bills, whether it's the Dolphins, whether it's the, the Rams, the Cowboys. Whoever it is, if my team's not playing at that moment, I'm watching somebody else play. I'll usually put it on uh, NFL Red Zone because, you know, I got my fantasy football team going. So I'll put it over there and I'll watch some of that. As if there's a big matchup, I'll watch that. So anyways, going back to the AFC East, I'm sorry, I just don't see the Patriots as a threat. Are they going to be good defensively? Maybe. Um, it's Belichick, so probably I have a pretty solid defense. But um, we'll see how that turns out. Next up, we look at the Miami Dolphins. Um, we've got our managing editor over at Miami, and he and I have already kind of started going back and forth a little bit uh, because their their uh, group just put out an article about the how the Dolphins could be that team that that dark horse team that 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 ruins Buffalo's hopes and dreams this year. Um, you can find that on Twitter. You can find my comment as well. <laughs> 
and it was in good taste, but I, no, I don't see it. I'm not a, uh, I, I say this not in a mean way, but I'm not a Tua fan. As a person, I'm sure he's great. I don't know him personally, but I'm sure he's great. But on the field, I'm sorry, I just wasn't that impressed. Um, we've all seen some of the, the the videos that his PR people have put out. They're not doing any any favors by doing so. Um, again, I'm just not sold. Now, this is year three for him. This is going to be a big year for him. Again, year three, he's got weapons around him now. Uh, Tyreek Hill, mainly. So if if he is the the real deal, this is going to be the year he's going to do it. And I will sit here at the end of the season or even midway if he's you know out there killing and say, okay, I was wrong. Um, I try not to pass judgment too many times, too often on on quarterbacks uh, early in their careers, um, only because of what I saw from Josh Allen. I was a fan of Allen's. Um, not at the drafts, uh, actually, but when they first drafted him, I thought, oh, okay, I, I don't know. I had seen him play because, again, being in the Boise area, uh, he played against Boise State a couple of times, and he did beat him. In fact, Boise State was ranked 13th that year, um, and Wyoming, led by Josh Allen, came in and, and he beat them. So I pick, wasn't really happy about that at the time, <laughs> but uh, uh, more than happy that he's our quarterback now, right? But um, – when they drafted him, I was I wasn't sure. I was like, you know what? We've drafted quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. Uh, I mean, we keep missing, we keep missing, we keep missing, right? So now it's like at this point, like I don't know if this is the guy. Hopefully, but you know, I hope the last guy was, and I hope the guy before him was, and they just weren't. There was, uh, and I think it was, might maybe his first start, and I can't even remember who it was against. Of course, there was the the Anthony Barr hurdle. But there was a play. They were down inside. I believe it was inside the 10-yard line. Uh, he dropped back and then immediately sprinted towards the, the pylon and uh, dove for that pylon. And I don't know. It, it, when I saw that, in that moment, I thought, this guy wants to win. He has that 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 it factor, that clutch gene um, that, you know, you would think that any professional athlete would have this, but he had heart and he showed it on the field that day. And at that moment I was sold. Um, I've learned that not every professional athlete has heart and that's fine. I suppose they're in it for the money. Okay, cool. Take your money and bounce, I guess. Fortunately, there doesn't seem to be too many people, if any at all uh, on the bills roster that are like that. But uh, so anyways, going back to Miami, uh, Two is the key. I really think that that is the key. They're going to have a pretty good defense because they they have in the last couple few years. Um, you know, of course, the receiving core with uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they're going to be pretty solid there. Mike Kosecki's a good tight end. So they have the pieces. I just don't think Tua is the answer. Again, I could be wrong. We've seen quarterbacks prove people wrong in the past, right? Um, the next one, New York Jets. Uh, Mekhi Beckham injury. I, I do feel bad for Jets fans. I, I, I know a lot of Jets fans uh, on Twitter. I, I chat with them all the time. I've got a, you know a, a friend here locally that's a Jets fan. We talk about it. I, so I, I you know I feel bad about Mekhi Beckham injury. That's that's terrible and for him as a person too. You hate to see it, especially with the way his career's kind of uh, been kind of a you know a rocky road already. But um, hope the best for him and hope he can get back next season and uh, get his career rolling. But you look at 
the kid at the quarterback position, Zach Wilson. I remember the name now. You look at him. I I, I don't know. Down the stretch, he played well last year. It looked like he was maybe starting to figure it out. Um, in all honesty, I didn't watch enough of the Jets games last year to really get a good sense of of, of him as a as a quarterback. Uh, the only time I really watched him was you know some highlights that they would show on ESPN or NFL Network, whatever. And of course, when they play Buffalo, and I mean, I didn't come away impressed, or I didn't come away thinking, oh wow, this guy, you know, he's got a future. But um, so we'll see what happens this year with him. I I was uh, you know happy to see that he the injury that he sustained is not a long term or season ending uh, type of situation, and we'll potentially see him back earlier rather than later. Um, but, uh, again, with the jets, I, I don't see them, um, uh, challenging the bills either. Uh, I mean, if I had to pick one of the three teams, I would go with the dolphins, uh, because they do have all the pieces seemingly there with the exception of potentially the quarterback. And, but we know how, uh, important the quarterback position is. So, so that's my outlook on the AFC East. I think Buffalo runs away with it. Honestly, I really do. Um, you know, to quote Aaron Rodgers, I own you. That's coming from Josh Allen to the Dolphins fans, <laughs> right? Um, they have just, I mean, he's been an absolute killer against Miami every time he's played them. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, and it's cool to see, you know, when you have that one particular team, and especially within your division, that just cannot seem to figure out a guy on your favorite team. In this case, it's Josh Allen. Um, but I don't know if there's a team in the league this year that's going to really challenge Josh Allen, period. I don't know that anybody's going to have an answer for him. Um, there's always talk, right? Who's, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time? For me, I'm going Joe Montana. Sorry to all the Tom Brady fans out there, but um, Joe Montana is is it for me. But looking at this year, uh, Josh Allen is the favorite to win the MVP, right? And that doesn't sit well with a lot of Chiefs fans. And I understand, you know, their guys got a Super Bowl, their guys already got an MVP. But when you look at what Josh Allen brings to the game, brings to the position, are there guys out there who are better passers? Yeah, there are. Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Tom Brady is one of them. Um, I might even put Mahomes up there. Actually, yeah, I'll put Mahomes as a better pure passer than than Allen. Are there better scrambling slash running quarterbacks, rushing quarterback, what are you going to call them than Josh Allen? There's a couple. Lamar Jackson's one. Kyler Murray is one. But there's not a single quarterback in this league that brings both of those skill sets, both of those assets into to one body and and a huge body at that. He's what, 6'5", 240, 230, 240, something like that. Um, there's not a quarterback in the league that's like that. Not one. There's not a single player or quarterback that meshes all of that into one so, like, I, I, I don't even know what the word is, but he's, okay, I do, a unicorn. That's what I've heard lately. People are being referred to as unicorns. <laughs> That's Josh Allen. Uh, he He's arrived, I think. Uh, I think he's going to, uh, you know, take, he's, he's going to bring a Super Bowl, first of all, to, to Buffalo. I have no doubt about that. I think... Between him and Mahomes, we have the new Peyton versus Brady, uh, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady uh, rivalry. I do hope that our guy, Josh Allen, is on the Brady side of that, <laughs> you know. 
and, and, and I think he could very well be not only because of Josh Allen though, but because of Brandon Bean and coach McDermott. I, I know a lot of people were upset with McDermott after that, that chiefs game last year in the divisional round. Uh, and I understand that we're probably never going to know exactly what happened with the, that kickoff. And that's fine. People make mistakes. He, you know, he can't be perfect, but it's, it's the way he coaches, the way the, the people that they bring, the players that they bring here, it's the culture that they have built. Um, you knock on wood, but in the whole time they've been here, we've never had a Tyreek Hill situation where they're like, ah, I pay me or I'm going to go. It's no, uh, pay me what you think my value is. And I'll take a little bit less so that you can go get these other guys or so that you can sign these, uh, somebody else and bring them on board. A la Matt Milano. Everybody just knew he was going to leave. And he was like, nah, uh, give me less money. And I want to stay for what the Buffalo bills are building here because they're building something special. And this team is going to win. I think more than one Super Bowl in the next decade. Uh, was he, are, are they going to catch up with the Patriots? Not likely, <laughs> but um, they're going to rule the next decade plus, and, and I'm going to be here for it, God willing. So just a couple of really quick things here. Uh, I want to, uh, first of all, again, billsbeat.com. I've got some great writers over there. Go over there, check it out, um, see what the, these guys have to say uh, about your Bills teams out there. There's some great, great content there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Ronnie Eastham. Last name is E-A-S-T-H-A-M. Go check me out. Give me a follow. I'll follow back. And um, you can also find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Bills at Bills B-S-R. Uh, SR standing for Stadium Rant, of course. Uh, so give, give us a follow there and join our Facebook group, Buffalo Bills on Stadium Rant. And we can talk all things Buffalo Bills. I'll be on there. You ask questions. You want to talk uh, bills or anything, uh, I'll be there to, to talk with you. And of course, you can also follow uh, Stadium Rant on Twitter. You can catch them at Stadium Rant SR. Uh, give that uh, uh, Twitter account a follow as well. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed the show. This is my first time doing this solo. Uh, I do hope, like I said, I'm going to uh, be bringing on some people going forward, and we'll have some of our writers on here uh, to talk about. You know, of course, the Bills and what they've got going on. We're going to have some uh, some of the writers from and podcasters from the other teams uh, coming up here uh, on the show as well. Uh, we'll probably get something going for uh, the Rams season opener. We'll get a show put together for that, and hopefully have a have some guests uh, going uh, going forward. So again, I hope you enjoy the show, and uh, I'm your host Ronnie Eastham, and I am out of here. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>